Welcome to MIA 2K, your ticket from Miami to Seoul. We're Kathy and Laura, and we're so happy you could join us today. You probably know us from, just kidding, you don't know us yet. We're just two Miami girls with obsessive fandom tendencies who fell into the inescapable void of Korean entertainment. And we're here to share our insights and spill all the tea only grown fans like us can enjoy. We've done all the research and acclimating so you don't have to. Before we begin, please make sure you're following us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And if you love visuals like us, you can watch us on our YouTube channel. We drop episodes with our hot and sunny takes every week. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Before we start, um, we would like to thank everybody who participated in our bucket hat contest. It was our first giveaway and we were really excited about it. Just want to congratulate our lucky winner at Cocoa Claire. We hope you enjoy it and get to use it a lot this summer. Yes. And I hate you because I wanted it for myself, but it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding, Claire. My bad. Today, you know, there's only one thing we can talk about because what else is on the zeitgeist? Nothing. This is it. Today, we're recording on Wednesday, June 15th, after being hit in the face by BTS Festa dinner, Bangtan dinner, and the internet is on fire. And we've had all the members have to come individually to calm down both the internet and us. So we're here to talk about what we saw, what we think is going to happen, what is in the horizon, both short and in the long run, and how we feel. And hopefully we'll also get to hear from you. So So before we start, just like a quick rundown of what BTS Festa is. It's basically the yearly celebration of their um, debut anniversary. It includes a lot of different things. And usually, well, not usually, but it also includes a dinner, like a sit down talk where the members kind of talk about their past year, what they're feeling now, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think I'm not sure when they started with the sit down, but I, I, I think in general, most of us agree that the, our favorite festa is the 2018 one yeah. because they got drunk and it was very obvious and it was great. It was so great that they basically haven't been able to get drunk on camera since then. Like, I think, I think all the other festas, they haven't had like drinks on them and it's just been different. So I think this year, because they knew what they were giving us this this announcement, I think they were like, you know what, let's bring all the alcohol on the table because they're going to need it. And the fans love this. So let's do this. So with that said, we're going to just jump right into our thoughts uh, Mm -hmm. because there's a lot to unpack from this really intense video. So to start things off, when I played the video, and I think I had seen the screenshot as well before on Twitter, the whole not scripted, not staged disclaimer that they put at the beginning of the video was so odd to me. It was like, okay, hype, I get it. Like they're drinking, you didn't want this. Like, it just felt very like, oh, so are you saying the rest of the time that we've been talking to them or we've been seeing in video, like they're not genuine and they are scripted? Like, it just, it was odd. I didn't like it. It didn't sit right with my soul. Yeah, they're they're always mostly scripted. <laughs> there, there is Everything an agenda. From their there is an Everything agenda. There always is an agenda. I mean, last year, last year was scripted. fully scripted because they were like yeah. journey of army with the books and everything. Last year was extremely yeah. scripted. But yeah, anyway, 
And even though they, again, made a point to be like not scripted, not staged, they definitely had an agenda of items that they wanted to touch on, which is normal. Mm -hmm. And those things that they wanted to address included them not living at the dorms together anymore and having their own separate spaces. The anthology album, uh, their reasoning behind it, how they felt it was received, the timing of it. They wanted to address uh, plans that they've had had from before, what they actually wanted to do from two years ago that they weren't able to talk about at the time, which really frustrated them. They wanted to formally announce their, their solo activities and the change of stance from BTS as far as solo appearances and all those things that we know are now on the horizon. And they also talked, I, I appreciated from Nam June that he talked in detail about the difference between a mixtape and a solo album and how they have approached their solo activities before versus what we can expect from them now. And then most importantly, which is what many people on the internet fail to see because either it was convenient for them or because they're dumb, they wanted to assure us that this is a temporary thing and they wanted to leave us with the promise that they're going to come back as OT7 and we can expect that at some point. To be quite honest... <laughs> I wasn't really expecting or planning on watching it. I've been in a little bit of a rut with BTS for a while. I think ever since PTD uh, LV, like not, not after the concerts, but even before, like when that whole thing started and it became Borajegas, it just, it started to feel wrong, kind of icky to me. So I, I had no plans of watching this festa, this dinner. And I kind of just asked Kathy to like give me the main points just so I could, you know, still be on the know, but not have to watch the hour long video. She was kind to give me the summary that we just heard. And I had no other choice but to watch. <laughs> yeah, Laura has had a hard time. And I think I, I put this in my notes to talk about it at some point, I think a little later, but I think it's important to address a lot of ARMY and I don't want to keep it to a certain age group because mm -hmm. I think there's diversity among all kinds of within our demographic as armies. But I think right. a lot of mature and with some life experience ARMY have been feeling this way for one reason or another. And I think the fact that BTS basically just admitted to they themselves feeling this way, it was very validating to a lot of our meat, like Laura and like many of the others that we have seen that kind of have taken a step back from doing BTS commentary and from just being so excited about everything because I think we all could feel that they were stuck and they had mm -hmm. just gotten too big, too massive. The, the capitalism of it all, the corporateness of it all had gone too, too big for us to be behind and stay behind. We love them. We have it never stopped feeling like there are alts because we've always loved them and we love them individually and as a group. We just haven't been able to digest what Hybe and Big Hit have been doing on the back end for the past two years, year yeah. and a half. They've just been trying to shove it down our throat and it's like i mean you, you always get this feeling of okay yeah this is not authentic like i get it there it's a big group it's a big corporation it's fine but especially within the last six months it just became so apparent that it was just icky like i know all groups have to have some sort of capitalism and some sort of 
you know, that kind of business feel. But before they felt, yeah, like a business, but also it was them. But for me, six months ago, it just shifted to just feeling icky, just not them, but just hive and big hit as like the the, the machine behind it all. I agree. Exactly. I, exactly. I think in the past year, it's been hard to see them truly happy throughout all of the processes that they usually would just go through. I think uh, PTDLA was a was a huge moment of happiness for them. Mm-hmm. I think there were there were key moments there where we really saw that they were enjoying parts of the process. But I think it seems like those moments came only in like really organic moments or with like solo stuff that they were doing. Yeah. So like RM was like so excited about bicycle last year, and then Sugar has been so excited about that that. And uh, Jimin was excited about his OST. Jen was excited about Super Tuna. Like that, like all the activities that we've seen them kind of really, uh, J-Hope was excited about Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) So All the things that we've seen them be truly kind of uh, excited about and not just using the same kind of uh, answers that we expect to hear from Mm -hmm. not just them, but idols in general have been like that. Just really organic things or things that they've been doing on their own. So we absolutely saw this coming and we were happy to know, like, finally, like, wow, okay, we weren't crazy. It was feeling a little uh, artificial and Mm -hmm. a little too, too much to swallow, but they were also feeling the same way. And for me personally, I'll say when I finished the video yesterday and those last 15 minutes when they each gave their closing remarks and when Namjoon gave his, I started crying when I saw him crying and looking at the camera because it just sucks that they always have to apologize for anything that is less than perfect like it sucks that they feel like they have to apologize for taking a break they have to apologize for asking us to be understanding of them wanting to explore their own selves at this point in their lives because they haven't known who they are for the past 10 11 years on their own and it just, it sucked. Like they, it was, it was a lot of guilt. They were like, oh, we're so late to start like officially our debuts as solo artists. Like it just feels like everything up around this feels negative to them. And it, it feels to them like it's their fault. And I hate that. I, I just like, I wish it would have been a happier moment for them, but it is what it is. And I'm, I'm actually just grateful that they decided to be as raw as they were with us. So to me, those 15 minutes felt really humanizing like you kind of sometimes forget that they're also people and I personally wish that we as army and as people would give ourselves the same amount of love kindness and understanding that we give them because all of the things that they mention are things that we also feel at least I feel like I am I'm 31 and (laughs) the pressure of having kids from outside sources and even from yourself is is really really like strong and like I feel like I'm so late to to just you know starting a family and, and doing all of these things so for me it just felt like wow okay they're they're also human they're also feeling what we're feeling obviously in a different scale and about other things but it's it's very what people in their late 20s sometimes feel because as teenagers, early 20s, you set these expectations for yourselves and like you set these goals and sometimes you don't meet them and that's fine. 
And it's, I just wish that we would be as kind to ourselves as we are to them. Because even with like my initial feeling icky about them, it was so quick to like understand and like kind of shift it in a positive way of saying, okay, I, it's not that I don't like them. It's that I don't like their company. And then when it comes to some, like to myself, I can't make that switch really quickly. So it just kind of made me feel more connected to them in that way as just like humans and people in their 20s and 30s. That's, fine. <laughs> that's, a, that's a super insightful and accurate feeling in general. Like that's a really important thing to say, I think, Laura, because again, D- BTS has such a wide demographic. So maybe there's girls in high school that haven't been asked out to prom or there's people in their 40s or 50s that want to reinvent themselves and start new careers. And I I took, I watched the video twice yesterday, the festival video. I watched it in the morning while I was uh, at the nail salon. And then I watched it at night to like take notes because I knew we were going to talk about this. And I took like three pages of notes. So when Namjoon was speaking at the end, he was giving his closing remarks. The moment where he really broke, like the, the phrase that he was talking about was, I wish that we could all live without caring about the rules of the world. That's when he broke down. That's when he like really looked at the camera and was in pain. And and it's just, that's such a relatable feeling. Obviously it's Mm -hmm. hard to relate to them in terms of none of us are Korean idols that are looking our best, feeling our best, like writing the best songs and being in the fake love video and have Jimin next to us. Like that's not the reality for the vast majority of us. But it's so relatable to look at someone's struggle and say that they feel trapped by expectations that have been put on them and they don't know uh, how to get out of it or and they just like want out like they need a break. It's so, so important, so relatable for people to see messages like this moving on to like comments that i had here or there i thought it was really cute that they were pretending that they just moved out <laughs> separately like we've we've been known like this isn't new like at least at least not to me like they're they're 20 something men with a whole bunch of money it's kind of naive to think that they just moved out I'm, I'm sure they use this dorm for those moments where they needed to be together early for a schedule or something, but they haven't been living together for at least a year or two. I'm just, you know, glad that they decided to stop with pretending and just outright say it because like they're grown men. And we, and we knew a little bit came from a safety standpoint, because I think everyone knew that they had uh, purchased properties and we know that at this point they're real estate moguls and they have been moving in the, in the real estate market in Seoul. But I, I, yeah, I think outside from the security standpoint, you could tell Namjoon and Sugar in particular, when they were talking about it, like they're just tired of having to keep up a front for whatever reason it is for security, for whatever, for the fans that are younger and maybe don't understand And it's like, you know, oh, did we all think that they bought houses on their own and they were still living at the dorms? Like, come on, you know. I mean, in general, taking away from the sadness of having to deal, because like, even though it's hard for us to let go of something that for many of us has been a constant for, at least for us, it's been two years. For other armies, it's been longer. 
to let go and have it change and change is scary. The consensus overall is that we're really happy that they're able to do this and show us a more authentic side, uh, uh, like their actual thoughts and not what Hybe wants us to think. Like there aren't any captions underneath explaining to us how to feel. It was just them telling us how they feel and us just feeling whatever we want to feel based on that. So it was, it was nice to see that change too. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and going back for a second, when Laura was talking just about uh, different armies and how different people may be feeling, because some of them were around for longer, we've been around for two years. And then I saw a lot of cries from younger armies because they've never seen them live so there's this like fear of like oh my god I just got into them last year I I really wanted to see them or I just got into them I don't know in the past few months and now I'm not going to get that chance so I think there's all kinds of ranges of emotions across the spectrum for how this feels different to all of us and Mm -hmm. and I was telling Laura yesterday that like I said earlier we can be happy in the sense of like being happy for them to explore their own likes and also being validated that we weren't crazy when we were feeling like this doesn't feel like them. The other side is we are allowed to mourn this. We are allowed Mm -hmm. to have a moment where we look back, uh, maybe just as an example of someone I saw recently that she found out she was pregnant and she was crying and she's like, I'm not sad. And I'm not like negatively impacted by this. Like I wanted this baby And I'm looking forward to it. And I know I'll be a good mom, but now I'm just realizing that like, there's a part of me that's dying and I'm not going to be able to uh, do a lot of things that uh, I was able to do before I was pregnant. So you can be happy. You can look forward to the future Mm -hmm. and you can also take a moment to acknowledge that it is a change and that things are not going to be how they used to be. And I think that that's where we all are right now, which is fine. Mm -hmm. And then be ready to support uh, when they start coming out, which we know it's going to be Hobie first. So another thing that I noticed is they're struggling as a group. They're struggling as OT7. But the beginning of the video, it really gave me vibes that they're kind of thriving individually. Like Min Yoongi is having a renaissance. Jin is just not doing anything and he's okay with it. Like they're each doing stuff that they want to do and that's fulfilling them they're just like the last bit was them mourning themselves too as like the bts that they've known and they've had to show for us until now but personally individually they're it seems that they're having a good time which is good yeah i i wrote down the just like at the beginning i think sugar kept saying like we're gonna eat first and talk later (laughs) and it was like the first 20 minutes of the video it's just like a very fun dinner with friends that are catching up. Mm-hmm. And then that's when the air changes when they're like, okay, let's address the pink elephant in the room. Let's talk about why this is happening and the anthology album and blah, blah, blah. And RM started his rant that he's like also addressed today as like, he was a person who spoke for the longest and he just kind of talked about, you know, there's no time to mature. He criticized the K-pop idol system because of how they're just forced to churn things out. He spoke a lot about specific things that you can tell were kind of almost triggering to him. Like Mm -hmm. he's known as the English speaker and he's the one that can give the interviews and he's this and he's that. Like he, he feels trapped in these boxes that for one reason or another, 
um, have been made for him or he's made for himself and he's tired of it. You can see he's, he's outgrown those boxes and he was just really frustrated. And Jimin also kind of mentioned uh, that they have been going through a rough patch and an identity crisis. And Suga said, I can't songwrite anymore. Like it's, uh, you know, before we used to be able to push through it and write something, but now it's just not the same. And at the, on the same token, we know that they're working on their solo projects and they're just so eager to give us that part. And Taeyong said, and kind of and partly there, and he also said it in his note on Weavers that he posted after, that he gave himself up for the team. And all of them, we can tell, have at some point put their needs aside for the team. So just having this opportunity for all of them to talk and address how they've been feeling about this, again, it's sad that they have been feeling this for so long, but it's also just like part part for the course. Cause again, one of the interesting things that they said was, you know, this was the plan all along for 2020. We were dropping Map of the Soul 7. We we're gonna go on a huge world tour and then we we're gonna take each our separate ways, but COVID didn't let that happen. So it, to me, it wasn't COVID that didn't let this happen. It was hype. Cause 2020 made them COVID honestly, made them make that jump from being a really popular boy group or band because they're not boys, but you know what I mean? Like it, they were already pretty popular right before COVID, but then COVID with people being inside and discovering the ridiculous amounts of BTS content that they've created over the past years made them go from like pretty popular band to the biggest band in the world. And I think to me, it just felt like it was Hive that said, or Big Hit at that point, that said, nope, scratch everything that we had promised you guys, scratch everything that we had said about you guys being able to do your own stuff, doing actual albums. We can't do that. You guys are at your biggest right now, and we got to start churning on shit. And that's when all of like the English stuff happened. And it, it like it just to me personally, it just felt like Hive or the company said, we're too big. We can't promise you or deliver on what we promise you please continue for longer and they said okay we'll do it I think that came that might have come later but remember that when COVID hit no one knew what was happening so the tour was supposed to start in March of 2020 I think mm -hmm. so it's like the tour got put on hold and we didn't know how long it was going to be for they thought maybe two weeks three months like the the tour kept getting postponed yeah, yeah. it wasn't until last year that the tour was like officially canceled yeah so it's just like all their plans were in place and they were just like okay I guess like looking ahead in the short term trying to figure out what to do in the process it again what you're saying has to do with it but I think that came later I think like as they're like okay guys so the tour's not happening we're tw twiddling our thumbs here like what what should we do because I think if Hybe had known that it was going to take two years basically for the world to reopen they would have just had them enlist at that point it's like no one can do anything just go off to the military get it over with and then when you come back we can see what we're doing but we didn't know it was going to take two years for the world to come back up that's true but I just I still feel like at least to me, it gave that impression, especially when RM was talking about it. It gave the impression that like it was the opportunity was taken away from them and it wasn't something that they decided. It was something that was pushed onto them. And I guess at this point, they said enough is enough. Like we've done all we can and we can't anymore. 
Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I do agree that that like felt like that. And that that thought process from Hive was there at some point. I just think obviously it was derailed originally because of COVID. Like COVID was mm -hmm. the reason why things didn't happen the way that they wanted them to. So it's a combination of things like, yeah, was Hive money hungry and being like, yeah, people are finding you on TikTok. Let's capitalize on this. Of course, like hundred percent, but COVID really said not this year, nope. not happening now or next year or next year. Yeah. One last thing that I would like to note um, before we move on is RM started with the rice wine because I'm pretty sure he said, I can deal with this. I can drink and not get sloppy. This is what I drink on the reg. We're okay. And then 26 minutes in, you look at him and he's not drinking that rice wine. He's having whiskey. And if I know anything about whiskey from my vast experience watching my whole family drink it is, it'll get you in the feels. Tequila, yeah. mm -mm. <laughs> whiskey. Whiskey will get you in the feels. Tequila will just get you messy. Yeah. And yeah. at the end, he he said that he got drunk on purpose. And it's you can tell that this was so hard for him and for them to get through like they were like we're gonna need the big guns here we're gonna need all the help we can get so poor thing having seen them pour their hearts out as much as possible in that format let's talk about immediate responses and the consequences of this festa premiere because <laughs> man the past 24 <laughs> listen if i as a regular ass like army adult woman have received the amount of messages that I have from my friends and my therapists that were like BTS hiatus, like breaking up what? Cause like, obviously they don't know. I can only imagine how, what they're dealing with right now. And Namjoon said like, these are the most calls I've ever gotten since debut. Like, so yeah, it's been, it's been insane. So as the broadcast aired, we saw three things happen right away. Fandom, mostly in mourning, very confused. But also, like I mentioned before, a lot of people were vindicated. As soon as I was giving Laura the lowdown, she was like, oh my God, I'm so happy for them. Finally, this is it. This is what we've been waiting for. And I was like, I know, but it's still sad, but it's happy. But like, yeah, it was a lot. <laughs> then Hive stock dropped 25%. They lost $1.7 billion in market value. So, you know, one of the words that Sugar used, or I, I guess I wasn't Sugar. Sugar said, time off or off period uh, as a direct translation but whomever at hive was uh using or putting in the subtitles use the word hiatus hive as they were seeing their stock plummet had to come mop up real quick <laughs> clean up on all four and say um the group is not on hiatus they're very much so like together and doing activities they'll just be doing group work while they're doing solo work calm down but the, the stock kept going down today. So I don't think their messaging was very effective. And yeah, those things kind of came very fast and furious in the, in, as a direct result of the, of the broadcast. So Laura, please, please go in, go in. Honestly, as women with corporate jobs, we know that things have to go through a lot of people to make it out, right? Especially in work, like, with big hit and hype, like everything is extremely planned. Everything is extremely, however they want to put it out. Right. Mm -hmm. 
they had a million people. I'm pretty sure read these translations and they left the word hiatus in there. So you know what? Deal with it. Like you know what? I mistake. actually I actually think that they didn't have as much of a review process with this because there were a couple of titles uh, typos in the video. Like they said something gin and it was sugar. So like I actually think they rushed this one and they're regretting mm -hmm. it big time. Actually, you know that's what but QCQA is for, man. I agree. I think that they. I I actually think that they might not have thought it was going to be a big deal. Because mm. once you put something out into mm. the world, you're not really in control of how they take it. So people That's heard the true. word hiatus and they might have been triggered back to one direction saying hiatus. And they were like, what? So That's true. That's very true. So I, the, I think I think it just got out of there. Like they didn't think much of it. They didn't, yeah. For, for me, they're, they, they're more of like a Backstreet Boys and not like an NSYNC. Like, Agreed. Or, or One Direction at this point. Agreed. Um, so I'm not, I'm personally not worried at all. And I at think all. most army is not worried either, but I just, it's funny. Like you made your bed lay in it. I'm on, I'm on army Twitter all day, every day. That's how, I get my news from that's, how, that's how we get all the news. <laughs> so I follow a lot of translating accounts and actually right after the video, they started saying how, what the word, the wording that Jungi used was actually like off period or time off. And whomever doing hype subtitles put the word hiatus. So it was a choice and, and choices are choices and they have consequences. So here we are 24 hours later, $1.7 billion down in market value. <laughs> so they'll live. They have yeah, enough money. They'll live. They'll be fine. Yeah. They're charging and, $99 for shipping. So <laughs> they'll be fine <laughs> or more or more and uh, yeah I, again I just wanted to touch on this again because I think a lot of army are feeling very validated right now mm -hmm. there's been it within the bts zeitgeist environment bubble mm -hmm. there's been a lot of attacks to any army giving commentary or anyone giving commentary that is not bts is perfect flawless polished amazing tens across the board like there's been a lot of lack of permission to dance, if I may, <laughs> like, like a lot of a lot of people who got into BTS and still consider themselves ARMY have kind of quieted down or maybe focused on other groups or maybe just like not said anything just because it feels like ARMY will come after you as soon as you kind of maybe question something a little bit mm -hmm. and it's like I think Laura can probably speak to this best because as a married lady <laughs> she can she can attest to the fact that you can love someone and want to spend the rest of your life with them but that doesn't mean that you're not going to want them to grow so if you see something that you think mm -hmm. is an area of improvement for them you you can you should point it out like it's yeah. not doesn't make you an auntie and it doesn't make yeah. you I don't know, wolves in sheep's clothing, like trying to masquerade as a fan that you're not, you know? So this is the first time that I even say like outside of our safe space of WhatsApp that like, I just haven't been feeling them and I have been feeling icky for a while. Like, because I was, I was just like a little worried that people would start talking shit, honestly, like come it, for us we're like we're just getting started and then we get canceled like, right out the gate like, like it's 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 validating and it's nice because honestly they're not perfect they shouldn't be put on a pedestal they're just 20 something year old men trying to figure out their life the same issues that we have as normal people they have as worldwide handsome and international playboys like 
it's the same thing. So it's, it's really, it just, I'm just happy that they're not that they're having issues, but I'm just happy that they shared their actual thoughts with us and we can relate in a different way with them. So 100%. we can move from this like honeymoon, their perfect phase into, okay, I love you, but like you kind of suck sometimes too. So it's cool. I like yeah. it. I like it a lot. It happens. And we, we should be allowed to, maybe we don't like a certain song. Maybe we don't like a certain performance and be like, oh, that wasn't for me. And, mm-hmm. and that's it. And it doesn't have to become a conspiracy or a thing of like massive proportions that gets people canceled. I think that's something that army as a whole can definitely work on through all of our collective growth in the next few months, as we see what's coming next. And obviously again, as a result of the insanity that has become the news cycle over the past 24 hours, I think all of the members knew there was going to be some reaction to this, but I don't think they expected it to be what it is. So V right away came to Weavers. And I don't think V is usually the one to coddle us, but during the, you know, he, he went live uh, for the proof live on Monday and sang songs to us and fell asleep with us took a little nap with us tucked us in so he could be comforting you know whatever and then he went on weavers posted a picture from their little strawberry field trip that we hadn't seen before we had seen uh the field trip just not that specific picture that he took of them and then the next one was just cookie this morning with the live Mm -hmm. cookie came live to say like strong like stop talking shit like also i'm here to clarify i do not have eight mattresses laying in my house (laughs) i do not have all these diffusers and all of you i can do the dishes pretty well i could have been a housewife and that to me kind of shows that to them sharing this wasn't really a big deal the fact that they're taking a break isn't a big deal because he could have tried to you know Harper focus on that on the fact that they're taking a break but he decided whatever we said what we said but I just want to let everybody know that all the honeys know that I'm not a weirdo (laughs) and that's more important to him than clarifying whatever they said because they said what they said and that's it yeah and then Namjoon came with a very deep letter after the fact which there's a lot of talk on Twitter about this. There are some people that are saying that because he said in a letter basically that journalists or outsiders or the media or casual people saw the bits and pieces of it, saw the thumbnail of him crying or saw whatever that was out in the ether and decided to have an opinion on it. And he's like, that dinner was for ARMY the people who've been with us all along, the, the real fans. And I have no doubt for a second that they actually knew where we were coming from. So people are saying like, you know, that letter was for the journalists. And they said that he usually has a little bit more of a soft and abstract tone to his mm-hmm. writing. But this was very direct. This was like, that I'm not true. I'm not trying to say that one is two. I'm trying to say one is one. Like, come down and... So And it was very protective of BTS, of ARMY, of just their whole thing right now. Like, he's not mincing his words. And that was very powerful in general. So I'm 
I'm here. Shoga, if you want to come live to clarify that you're not disbanding, I'm here. I'm, I'm available. I'm watching my phone 24 seven. Like, look, Jen, if you just want to do a V live of, of you just gaming, you just put the camera right there. You don't have to talk. I'll watch it. The, I'll watch six amount, hours of it. The amount of viewers I would get, honestly, because like, hello, Twitch, literally. Exactly. There's a whole platform dedicated to this. He should start a Twitch. He should start a Twitch. That would make so much sense if he did that. That would actually make the most sense out of anything that has happened in 2022. It really would. I I, I guess we'll see if anyone else feels a need to clarify any further, depending on how the narratives keep shifting over the next few days. But hopefully they don't have to. And they can all focus on their solo work, which is what they've been trying to do all along. Selfishly, I wouldn't mind another cookie lion. Like I, I, I want I him really on like every him day. To us. <laughs> like, I, he's, he's the only live that I actually watch while it's happening, even though I understand absolutely nothing. Yeah. But just to catch him singing, I, I can't help it. Like I'm sorry. He does, I'm not he does sorry. have the best lives. So with the immediate reaction covered, we wanted to go into what we think is coming for them near and long term based on the statements that they gave us so the pink elephant in the room is enlistment and this is something that again we have held back on talking about publicly because there's a lot of sensitivity around this uh let me start by disclaiming that we're not here to comment on what the south korean government should or shouldn't do we're just thinking of possible paths of what can come depending on whether they do enlist or not or whether they are exempted or whatever. So we know enlistment is a sensitive subject. We're not claiming to know what the right choice is for the government or for them. We are just aware that it's something that every man in Korea has to do by the time that they're 28, 30, whatever exceptions have been made for BTS mm-hmm. at this point. And that's that. And then we also want to talk about our, the, the, what seems to be shaping out to be the 2022 schedule for the rest of the year and what we think has been happening that we haven't been privy to so far. And by we, it's Kathy because she's a genius and I'm just here along to nod and say, that's right. I it did, makes so much sense. Let's do it. I, I did have a moment yesterday you know. when like, cause okay, I, I, I watched Festa. I had a couple of meetings for work and then I had to sit there and try to digest what like how I felt. Because again, I was happy, but the the crying and the and the guilt and all the feelings they were having were really hard for me to like. like I just want to give him a hug. I wish I could give him a hug, but because I couldn't give him a hug, I was like, let me write because that's my outlet. So um, I did feel a little bit brilliant yesterday when I came up with like my plan of what I think is coming soon. But that's that's coming in a little bit. Stay tuned, in just a couple of minutes. So what we think maybe is happening with enlistment. From what we've seen in the polls in the past couple of months, like very recent polls, the Korean public is not in agreement for the most part with BTS being exempt from serving in the military. It doesn't seem to be the favorable opinion. The prior, like the the outgoing president who was tight BFFs with BTS and HYBE said, I'm not dealing with this one, fam. I'm not going to be responsible for the fallout of this reaction. So if president did not make this decision and establish this for them being as close with them as he was the incoming president having seemingly very different stances than they might uh, politically or socially or whatever i don't think that they're going to say that they are 
to be exempted. So right now, the way that things are looking, there's basically, I think, three possible scenarios. Number one, they will all be enlisting together on or after December 2022, because the exemption that was made for Jen the past couple of years is a one-year-long exemption. So he should be enlisting by December 3rd of this mm -hmm. year, likely, if, if they don't make the exemption again or the extension again for him, or mm -hmm. if they don't exempt them. So because Jen has to leave, Laura and I have always said to ourselves, within ourselves, that it would only make sense for the seven of them to leave together. Because if yeah. they stagger their departures, we won't have all seven of them together until five or six years from now. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't make sense from a business standpoint for them to leave at different times. It would only make sense for them to leave, do their service all at the same time. And that way they can get back to being together all at the same time quicker. Yeah, get so, that shit over with. Yeah. So if they leave all together in December 2022 this year, they would probably be, be returning around June to December of 2024, depending on how they serve. So for example, we think that maybe Sugar, because of his shoulder injury, will not be able to serve as an active military. I don't know what their positions are called, but mm -hmm. in the military per se, he might have another post as like uh, someone doing paperwork in a police station or some other roles that they have. And I think when they have those lighter roles, they're longer than the it's, military departure. It's so 22 it's months. Typically 18 to 22 months. So we'll be seeing them, I guess, latest by January, February, 2025. Yeah. I don't know. So, okay. Option one, they all go at the same time and they leave as of December, 2022. If that's the case, fighting <laughs> will be here waiting for you. And I think that's the smartest choice if they're not being exempted. Mm -hmm. The second choice is the government actually says, yeah, they've done enough cultural contributions and they actually do affect our GDP quite a bit. So we're going to exempt them. And in that case, they would take one to two years, maybe, or probably closer to one to do their thing solo, start working on whatever they want to do later. And we'll probably see them together, drop an album as a whole at some point in 2024 would be my prediction in that case. Uh, I think that would make a lot of sense. It does. And then the third choice, which is, I think, the least senseful of all of them, because I like to make up words on the spot, is that they will all enlist in their own personal timeline that fits best with whatever they want to do individually. And again, it's not ideal because right now, uh, Jin and Sugar both have to leave. The next year, Namjoon and uh, J-Hope will have to leave. Then it'll be V and Jim in the next year. And then Cookie leaves. 2026 so he won't be back till 2028 unless they make the same exemptions or extensions that they did for Jin. and so if that's the case jungkook can wait until who god knows even when to enlist like right it'll take years right but again it just doesn't make sense if they're going to enlist mm -hmm. they should just do it all at the same time so that they can be together at the same time and just a little thing to keep in mind minor detail that we all should like have in the back of our heads their contracts end in 2025 i believe they re-sign in 2018 and their seven-year contracts so i believe that they uh their contracts will end with high but the, at around 2025 so if they're happy unhappy with the company with how things have gone with just the handling of their solo activities or group activities that can also come into play at some point in the next few years so one of the things that i was thinking while i was watching the uh the dinner was 
how this hiatus, how this time off would affect their campaign to not enlist. Because if they're not doing things together and going to the White House and doing all this stuff, how that will like affect their campaign to say, oh no, but we're actually doing so much for South Korea. Because with every group, they have more power together than they do separately. So sometimes when they go solo, instead of having 20 million people dying to do and see what they're doing, they'll have a quarter or half of that number, right? Because it's their power is together, right? So I was just trying to not, not think, but it was one of the thoughts that came, like how this would affect them. And I personally think they just said, fuck it, we don't care. It, it is what it is. Yeah, like, I, I think it may have been a, a point of conversation for sure when Hive was laying out the options for them. It was like, listen, we can keep fighting. This is pure conjecture. Like, just yeah, so everyone's yeah. clear. This is just in my head that maybe potentially Hive could have said, look, if we keep you guys together and you focus on your activities as a group for the next X amount of time, we can convince the government of your impact and you can get the exemption for the seven of you. But if you want to do your solo stuff, it might jeopardize our claim or our request for you. And they said, solo work it is. So that's, I picture that in my head. Yeah, because if you think about it, people are so easy to forget. So the fact that they went to the White House last month, that's not even going to be in anybody's mind in the next couple of months. Like, yeah, who cares? Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. So now that Kathy gave us these breakdown of all the options that they have which make a whole bunch of sense to me there's a possible timeline for their solo drops that Kathy has come up with and it it truly makes a lot of sense when she shared this with me yesterday I was like bitch really you came up with like it was I mean obviously she came up with it she's very smart I wasn't surprised at that but it was just like dang okay like out of the two of us she's usually the very insightful one and this just, just kind with, of with, like army stuff like just with i think with bts stuff like she's she's always saying that like i'm more army or i'm still like more honeymoony with like bts so just with this because i there's just things insightful. that she picks up on that i don't so you know we all bring something to the table so anyway so again as i mentioned i did have my moment of what i think was sheer brilliance yesterday as i was trying to cope with the realities of the festa revelations we got so I started writing and then I was thinking back to everything that they said and I had taken copious notes and I was like, wait. And again, this, this, this uh, theory schedule that I'm going to share only really makes sense if they're enlisting in December. If they're not enlisting altogether in December, scratch this. This is not happening the way that I'm planning it. But if it is, then hive, hire me because girl, I figured you out. I am in like figured it out. So again, the first thing that we heard uh, about the solo activities before we even knew solo activities were a thing was that J-Hope was headlining Lollapalooza on July 31st. And we were so excited about that. Mm -hmm. Cannot wait to see his stages. So considering that, it makes sense that he would drop an album in early July and he would be able to play the stage with all his solo work, Hope World 1, Hope World 2, whatever he calls the second album. And I'm just personally also throwing it out there because I remember that army birthday is July 9th and July 9th is a Saturday. 
and weekends are a really good day to drop albums. So if J-Hope drops an album on July 9th, I told you so. If he doesn't, don't look at me. Don't come for me. I'm just here theorizing like a crazy person. Picture me with a tinfoil hat. That's what's happening right now. So then the next thing that was said that was completely unrelated, but not in my head, Cookie said, I'm dropping mine after Yoongi. So this is like a math mm-hmm. exercise. If person A goes to think B and then C and then D, but like it's not connected, but it is. So I said, okay, if Cookie's dropping his after Yoongi, and I know Yoongi's has been ready for ages, what month comes after July? August. And there's someone named August D in the mix. So brain exploding Yoongi should drop it's the best it's the best one when I when I said this I was like oh my god this is it this is the timeline uh Yoongi's dropping d3 in August because August d August it makes all the sense we could we keep like it is it's happening I don't care like I this one I would be distraught if it wasn't happening because it would be a missed opportunity the end And August 3rd is a Wednesday, which is an odd day to drop an album, but I wouldn't put it past Yoongi. He can do do no wrong. Mm -hmm. And he's like weird and like he does things on his own timeline and his menstruadamus, he doesn't care if like whatever. So just saying he could he could drop it on um, August 3rd or whenever in August. It just makes so much sense. It just makes sense. (laughs) Then Cookie's birthday is September 1st. So he could drop his on September on September 1st and have like his promo time or whatever. Then here is when the problems start like with my theories and where I might not have it all together, but it's fine. It's fine. I'll take my L's. I'll take my W's, you know, can't get it all. But RM's birthday is September 12th. So from September 1st to September 12th, is too little time to promote. So I don't think RM would interrupt Cookie's promotions like that. I mean, this schedule that I have is insane because one album a month is a lot. Like, not saying like, you know, obviously they're working on them individually, but to overwhelm ARMY with an album a month, it could it could get very dangerous. So I, I think I there's a high that. possibility that this wouldn't happen. Hit me with all the albums. I will buy them all. I will stream all the videos. Like I think usually when when Korean idols drop albums, it's about a two week promo period. So yeah. I think I think there's time. If someone can have like make it happen, it's Army. Please hype. Let us experiment. We won't let you down. So again, okay. Uh, Cookie dropping his September first. RMs might drop end of September or might push on to October. Now, I don't think he would push out to October because Jimin's birthday is October 13th. And because Jimin hasn't dropped an album before, I think RM would say, you go first, bro. Drop your thing and October can be your month because it is. So maybe RM will hold out. So either RM drops it mid to end September or he could drop it in October, but I don't think he would do that to Jimin and then push Jimin out one month or let Jimin do October and then RM takes November. And yeah, so again... The rest of this list is a lot of maybes. I'm not as sure about it because of the birthday overlaps and the things, but whatever. So I would say that November is up for grabs between four of them. It could be RM if he moves to November, so Jimin can do October. It could be Jimin if RM keeps October and moves Jimin to November. It could be Jin because he's departing for the military before his birthday, so he needs time to promote. Or it could be V because his birthday is December 30th. And because Jin said his is last, it would make sense for V to go first. Again, it's all up in the air. 
but then V is like winter bear. So it makes sense. So it's time to be in December. I don't know, guys. Again, I'm ready to do the gif of like the clown face and the mask. Like I'm ready to take my my conspiracy tinfoil hat off and be like, okay, sorry guys, I I kiki too hard by myself here. <laughs> my bad. But this is what I think could happen. It's crazy, but it's possible. And it's possible only because of ARMY and because of BTS. I agree. And I mean, they can enlist together, but it doesn't necessarily have to be in the same day. Like they can, some of them can enlist in December and then some of them in January. Like it, it, it anything could happen. Like we yeah. could have a late December and just enlist in January. Because at least from what I understand, which is not a lot, Jin's the only one that needs to enlist before the end of December. I think so, Sugar too, because they've they've extended twice for Jin. So at this point, Sugar's covered in that, I think. But Sugar's birthday's in February. March. But, March, sorry. But yeah, but again, uh at this point, I mean it depends because the new president was doing away with Korean age. So mm-hmm. technically they're not 30 yet. And they said that the exception the the extension was until or like 30. for past 30. So I don't know. Yeah. Like, I mean, for all we know, yeah, like J-Hope could get off the Lollapalooza stage and be like, I'm enlisting, peace. And he could be the first one yeah. out. They could be like, they drop their album and then they leave to like the military. That could be yeah. it too. We don't know. Mm-hmm. We don't know. Anything is possible. Anything. But wouldn't this schedule be fire? Like the, the second half of, of 2022, Wait. an album every month from like our favorite people in life. And like, we know these albums are basically ready for the most part. So it's, it's what I want. This is what I've been looking forward to. <laughs> I personally mourn them a couple months ago so i'm just i'm ready to party <laughs> like let's get it 100%. let's go and i love this timeline because i get something new every month like that's what i like need to addict. get through my <laughs> this is what i need to get through my this work is what's pumping like. through my veins these albums <laughs> you know just give so it to I'm, me I'm, I'm ready for it. What do you guys think? I don't know. I, again, I, I want to be right, obviously, but if I'm wrong, I want to hear why. And so we want to invite all of you to check out our social media channels so that you can slide into our DMs and tell us why we're wrong or why we're right. So if you go to either Instagram or Twitter, you can find us at MIA2K podcast, the number two letter k podcast and you can just message us and be like hey i saw this video and you couldn't be more wrong because you don't understand how the music industry works and there's no way that they're gonna have a cd every month and i could be like you're so right thank thank you for like making me look stupid i really appreciate it or you could say oh my god this is my dream come true please let it be true or you can say like you know because of astrology the things are aligning and mercury retrograde things like tell me i want to know and uh you can also if you're watching us on youtube leave a comment tell us how you think it's gonna shake out in the next few months and i wanted to mention really briefly another thing because i think leading up to proof a lot of people were saying oh bts are working on the album listen proof was done august of last year they were not working on the album right now what they're doing right now is recording run bts and leaving a lot of content so that I think when they're military enlisted, we're not dying because of their apps. The thing, the thing, like they stopped putting out run BTS because they still obviously had a lot of things that they could record fun episodes, but if they kept releasing them, uh, they wouldn't have anything to leave us with in their absence. So 
yeah, I think the first half of 2022 has been focused on recording content for us. And this is why they've been saying we're still as a group together. Like don't like the hiatus thing is not really technically true because we're still recording shit for you guys. You're just not seeing it for now. So that's another reason why I do think that they're on this thing. And they're definitely doing that because if SM and Starship did it, Hive 100% did it. 130,000%. They'll figure out a way to make sure that it's not infringing any government guidance about them not getting paid. So yeah, yeah, we're going to get a lot of content uh, soon. And it's not going to be super happy because they won't be here to watch us watch it, but it's fine. I think they get their phones in the military from like 5 p.m. to 8 p.m every day after the first three weeks depending on where they are so what like, I, gonna... say, I, I learned that actually from exo yeah that they got text messages from dio mm. and he asked me anything or not the, the one that that kai talked about his panties they mentioned that dio as soon as it hit five they would get twenty thousand million messages from him that's crazy so anyway yeah, and I guess from Laura being a military lady and having half of her biases enlisted right now, she knows. <laughs> she knows. I do know. I miss them all. Um, it's fine. Yeah. We live. We survive. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. thank you so much for watching, listening. We really appreciate guys. it. Thank you. We are excited for what's to come. Yeah, and what's yet to come. Hashtag. Ah! Look at us. Well, look at you. Oh, cute. It's us. Group effort. Uh, please, please um, look forward to more things coming. And we hope you enjoy this episode. We hope if anyone, if any army is feeling down and sad, don't. We hope that this gives you some joy and excitement because it gave me some joy and excitement to talk about it. If any army <laughs> needed the validation and was feeling very alone and feeling icky uh, the past few months, you weren't alone. Just many of us didn't want to talk about it because we didn't feel safe saying some things out loud in, in the public eye of the of the people that watch us. And if anyone is not happy with what we talked about, we understand. And uh, everyone has different opinions. And that's what's beautiful about this fandom. So we love the boys. We love all seven of them. And we want what's best for them. And we want happiness for them. And I, and I think we think this is going to give it to them this time. So, Apple Banco! Ah! Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the MIA2K podcast. We have lots of great content coming up ahead. So please don't forget to follow and subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you enjoyed our episodes, please rate us five stars. And for the real-time tea, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook by searching for at MIA2K Podcast. Dale! Bye!